Well, hello, good morning, welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. This episode finds you on the 27th of May, Thursday. I hope that you are ready to begin your day. The sun is shining wherever you're at. Beginning this day with uh, positive vibes. But most of all, uh, you're beginning this day with an intention to meet with God, to do His work, to live in accordance to His way as you go about the rest of your day. And so, sit back, relax, or if you're walking, walk well, and let us begin the podcast. Well, I am what many would describe as an old soul. You know, uh, aside from my looks, you know, I am 30, 31 years old this year, but I do look like I'm 40 on most days. <laughs> but aside from the way I look, I do in many ways have an old soul. I like, uh, you know, what many would regard as old rock music. You know, uh, my favorite band of all time is Bon Jovi. You know, I love Bon Jovi. They are my jam. And, you know, I grew up listening to music like that because, you know, my dad would have the radio on on drives and would listen to songs that he enjoyed. Now, I've been thinking about uh, this song that uh, just uh, hasn't been able to get out of my mind. I just love the lyrics and I love uh, the song. And it's this song by a band named Kansas and it's a song uh, called uh, Carry On Wayward Son. Now, for some of y'all millennials or younger people, you might not know the song, but trust me, man, this is a great song. Kansas, Carry On, Wayward Son. The song was written by guitarist Carrie Livgren, and he talks about this song being an autobiographical song. He explains, Parallel to my musical career, I have always been on a spiritual sojourn, looking for truth and meaning, It was a song of self-encouragement. I was telling myself to keep on looking and I would find what I sought. And we would know uh, later into his life, Carrie would become a Christian. He uh, eventually, as he said, found what he was searching for. Now, I don't know how many of you relate with that. Going through a season, lack of time where you were on a spiritual sojourn. And after a period of searching and seeking, you found what you were looking for. Or perhaps you're on the other side of that fence, right? Where you are still searching and you, in the words of Bono, still haven't found what you're looking for. But no matter where you're at in this journey, I think we can all safely conclude that spiritual life, that faith, really looks like a journey, it looks like a sojourn. We are all sojourners traversing this path called faith. And I don't know when I talk about faith, what kind of image comes to your mind. For some, faith looks like a person who over decades have cultivated this deep sense of intimacy with Jesus through daily practices. I think of my grandma who well into the 70s was still getting up in the morning to pray and ending her day with prayer. Another image that comes to mind is, 
you know, someone who uh, in the face of circumstance, sickness, disease, uh, just rebuking the devil and uh, going against uh, these things that are contrary to the kingdom of God and in faith declaring God's promises. That's what comes to mind when I think of faith. But, you know, I don't know whether you, like me, rarely consider the journey of faith looking like one who is, you know, in a process of searching. More often than not, when we enter such a season of questions, of doubts, of uncertainty, of not sensing, feeling the presence of God in our lives, we tragically conclude that we had perhaps departed from faith, or that the faith that we once believed in was no longer worth believing in anymore. We attribute a season of wondering, of doubt, of questioning as a departure, a falling away, apostasy even. But followers of Jesus, both past and present, agree that in this journey of faith, in this process of maturation, we will inevitably go through a season of wondering, of questioning, of doubt, what some refer to as the wall, or some would use stronger language, the dark night of the soul. And we don't have appreciation for this understanding of seasons in Singapore. For us, seasons looks like sunny or rainy, or sunny with cloud, or sunny with no cloud. But if you live in the West, for example, you would experience seasons summer, winter, autumn, spring, each unique and different, but necessary for fruit to be born. Without a winter period, certain trees and bushes do not experience what is referred to as a dormant period, a rest period, or a chilling period. And that is to say that they will not experience a certain kind of rest or ability to store energy in preparation for new growth for a new season of fruitfulness. And I think this really relates to the journey of faith. We need seasons of bountiful harvest, but we also need seasons where we retreat into the winter so that we may meet with God in a new way in preparation for the next season of fruitfulness. It's interesting to me that the people of God in Scripture are known as the children of Israel. We all know this. And more specifically, they were Hebrews. And the word Israel literally means to wrestle with God. Our very identity as God's people is to struggle with God over long periods of time. To stay long enough to be shaped by the waiting for an answer. And the word Hebrew loosely translates to wandering. And so in scripture, the people of God primarily identified as a people who wrestled with God and who wandered. And if today you are wrestling with God, you're waiting on him for an answer, and you're wandering, you're on this sojourn, I put it to you that you're in a far better place in faith than you actually think you are. I think of that famous line from J.R.R. Tolkien, who says, not all who wander are lost. I love to say it to you almost prophetically today. Not all who doubt, not all who have questions, not all who struggle are lost or have lost their faith. On the contrary, 
This is probably one of the most formative experiences in the life of the believer, where we meet with God, who is not the God of our, just the God of our mountaintops, but also the God of our valleys. Alan Flatling, a author who wrote this amazing book called An Unhurried Life, encourage you to pick it up when you have the time, beautiful book, offers this beautiful image to help us understand what Jesus, what God is doing through a season like that, a winter season, a wandering season, a dry season. He points out that the wine's quality in winemaking is directly related to the quality of the grapes. In turn, the quality of the grapes is related to the quality of the vines and their roots. Now, Fatling asks in his book, how does one grow healthy grapes in harsh and unpredictable environments? And so he concludes, in order to cultivate deep roots, the winemaker must intentionally not artificially water the grape rinds. If the vines are watered by sprinklers or artificial means, something bad happens. Their roots are not forced to go deep. When water is intentionally withheld, the roots must go down in order to find deeper sources of refreshment. The connection between surface-level roots and overwatering is long established. Vines that grow with irrigation develop a relatively small onion-shaped root ball since they don't need to reach any further for the water than they need. And so the winemaker would withhold water from the grapevines in order for it to go deeper, to bear in deeper into the ground, offering it in that sense stability to preserve and to withstand uh, even the harshest and most unpredictable of, of environments. Now, this so correlates to the spiritual life. Because though we know that the deepest people, the ones who are the most mature and steadfast, are the ones who hold on to Jesus, who are faithful in seeking Him, even when all seems dry, when there are so much doubt, questions, circumstances, and uncertainty. I think of men like C.S. Lewis and Henry Nowen who struggled with bouts of grief and depression, excruciatingly difficult seasons in their faith, and yet they continued, they long suffered, they remained, even when they didn't get the things they wanted, even when all seems dry, they buried their roots into the ground. And what if this is the word for us this morning? If you're questioning, you have doubts, you're uncertain, everything feels dry. The invitation here is for you to not disengage, for you to not conclude that you have gone off path, but for you to recognize that God, the divine winemaker, is producing in you a maturity that lasts, that stands firm, even in the harshest of times, that there is indeed much at work in you, even in a season like this. I so I want to encourage you with a passage of scripture from Habakkuk chapter 3 as we close, starting in verse 17. It says this, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. What a beautiful passage of Scripture! And so, if you are wandering today on a spiritual sojourn, looking for God, I say to you this morning. Riffing off the words of the band Kansas, carry on, my wayward son. And so let's spend a few moments this morning, tending to God, in a place of prayer, regardless of how we may be feeling and all that we have going on in our lives. Let us just as Moses did, turn aside, to face the burning bush. Let us put aside every distraction, things that so capture. Hearts and cause anxiety to rise. Let us put aside these things and tend to God this morning, and allowing for our spiritual roots to bury deep within the ground, to search for refreshment, for the source of life, for living water itself. And so I invite you this morning, wherever you're at, to get in a posture to which you best connect with God. It could be on your knees. It could be lying down. It could be walking. Whatever posture you feel best communicates your desire for God to meet with Him. Just get in that posture this morning. And right now, I want you to imagine with your mind's eye God's delight and presence all over your body. His presence clothing you, surrounding you. And the Spirit making His home in you, even as you make your home in Him. And so let's spend a few moments basking in God's abiding presence. It is here with us this day. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Beautiful. I hope you experience God's presence even as you set time aside this morning to turn your eyes, your gaze, your attention upon Him. Let me pray for you as you begin your day. Jesus, I ask for your presence to so abide and so lead and guide your people this day. Let your peace be upon their hearts. Let your peace be upon our minds. Let your peace so root out any anxiety, any thought that is not in line with your kingdom, with your good will, intent toward us. And as we wander, for some of us, as we search, O、oh、God, we know that you are faithful and true. That when we seek you, we shall surely find you. So give us the courage and perseverance to stay true to course, to put our roots into the ground. In your name, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Daily. I have one more out for you tomorrow. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.